This is the Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike gave it away. He goes, man, I'm sorry. You, Chris Brockman, yes. say. The Rich Eisen Show. That the fan should have held out for more. Get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some other stuff. What's a half million dollars to Tom Brady? The Bucks could scratch that check and get the ball back for him. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We got ourselves a fun hour number two in front of us because Patrick Mahomes is going to call us from the Kansas City Chiefs who are under 500 for a third time this year. That is, I am not stuttering. That is something that actually is happening. Of all the things that have occurred in the 2021 regular season through the first seven weeks, that is most surprising. Uh, At the top of somebody's list, um, I haven't really thought about it until just now. The Chiefs being three and four would have to be up there in terms of surprising. Um, I threw that up as a poll yesterday. One, which is what? Which, most surprising? Yeah, I think uh, after Jeff in Detroit called in yesterday and then asked about the most uh, kind of surprising storyline, I threw that up there. Cardinals 7-0, and Bengals your one seed in the AFC, Chiefs struggling. At Rich Eisen Show, check it out. And then next up for them is the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. And uh, as part of that uh, relationship that I have with that game on Westwood One and with Westwood One for this radio show, um, in advance of that, Patrick Mahomes is going to be calling in in about um, 19 minutes' time. And, um, you know, I always shoot you straight. It's for somebody in my position or the one I'm about to be in with Patrick Mahomes. It's uh, not terribly easy to talk to somebody who is leading the league in interceptions and whose team is, let me get this right, minus 10. They've give, they have seven, I mean. 17 giveaways. 17 giveaways. That is by far the most. The next closest are the Jaguars and Jets at 12. I mean, that's where you're, you're, in, you're sandwiched between the Jets and Jaguars for anything. I think they had except s- alphabetically. I mean, it's you know that you don't want to be, and they had sixteen or seventeen giveaways all of last year. So, uh, and also, you know, Mahomes got lit up. I mean, he wasn't protected. He couldn't have any time. The mistakes that were being made were all over the lot. It was a a, a team effort on that regard. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm what I'm going to do with him is I'm going to walk him through what's being said about the Chiefs and see how he responds to it. That folks have figured him out, finally. You know, and we talk about how varied the scheme is. They'll pop something out from, like, the 1912 Blue Bonnet Bowl <laughs> out of nowhere, or, you know, and that Tyreek Hill's running here, and Pringle's going there, and Kelsey's going here, and, you know. But people have now figured him out. Or that he's trying to do too much. Or, you know... I. I I know I've done this long enough that you ask somebody, are you in a Super Bowl hangover? I know what the answer is going to be, but it looks like this team has just played a lot of football. The last three years, yeah. Right. Yeah. That you go to an AFC championship game and lose. You go to an AFC championship game and win and then win the Super Bowl. And then you go to an AFC championship game 
and lose the Super Bowl. That's a lot of football, and that's a lot of targets on your back where everybody's bringing their A game. Everybody wants to make bones on you. So it looks like a team that has just been targeted by everybody else, figuratively, obviously, and 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 is making mistakes and has just played a lot of football. And the injuries mount up just like everyone else. I mean, Browns fans will be like Crimea River. <laughs> so uh, I'll ask that all of Patrick Mahomes when he joins us in about 16 minutes' time now. Another team that knows about having a target on their back. T.J. Jefferson's Dallas Cowboys. They always do. They always do. You know, even when they're not performing very well, everybody wants to give their best against the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, there's no gray area with Dallas. You either love them or you despise them. I don't know anybody who's just like, Dallas Cowboys, yeah, I could give or take. <laughs> and we don't care. Yeah, Jerry Jones, yeah, you know, and I don't have much of an opinion. <laughs> there's no, honestly, there's nobody out there that follows football or knows football or loves football or has even a passing interest in football that says anything other than love, hate. That's funny. That's why we're America's team. I'll be honest. That's why they also have high ratings. Yeah. People hate watch. People love watch. They don't just like, you know, I'm just kind of curious what what Dak's going to do today. What's going on in this? Or, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see how bad it looks with Ben DiNucci. That was last year. There was a lot of – Let's not talk about that stuff. There was a lot of of, uh, loving the hate watch. (laughs) A lot of schadenfreude watch. Look it up. Nice. Um, So Cowboys are back after a bye week. Let's not lie. Let's tell the truth. Okay. I know you like calling him a varsity, TJ. I'll go higher register. Kind of missed him on the schedule last week. Of course she did. Kind of missed having him. Wow. You know? Week, week seven was kind of a... Eh, I know. There's a lot of buys. Yeah. You know, you the, Bill, the Bills. The buy was by Mageddon, right? It was like uh, the Bills were, were off. A lot of big fantasy teams, too. Cowboys, Chargers, Bills, Steelers. Steelers yeah. Vikings, for anyone Vikings. who's got Dalvin Cook and all those other weapons. Justin Jefferson. Yep, yep. Big fantasy buy. Eh, it's huge. But Dallas being off, kind of missed him. It's understandable. But... One team that was glad Dallas was not on the schedule last week was Dallas. Because Dallas emerged from their last victory in New England with Dak in the old walking boot. Him saying it's just a calf. Him saying I have full confidence in the training staff. Him saying we're good. And a lot of the talk was like, good thing there wasn't a game this week because if there was a game this week, I kind of don't know. And by the way, the next step, once again, for the Dallas Cowboys is an issue. Cooper Rush, everybody. Cooper Rush, which kind of sounds like Cooper Cup's long-lost cousin (laughs) or what you call the week where they wear these day-glow uniforms. It's Cooper (laughs) Rush week. Or, or, hey, we're on campus Everybody, go out and go find you know uh, your Cooper Rush week, and hopefully it's no there's no hazing d- during Cooper Rush week. Or the lead singer Unless of an 80s Cooper hair Rush band. week is this week on Sunday Night Football, nice. then there will be a lot of hazing in your direction. Once again, love hate with Dallas. Mm-hmm. This is all to set up. How's Dak's calf doing? 
Jerry Jones on uh, on his local radio show. What which which station was this? Let's you get the proper identifier oh, uh, for me right is here. It, is it 105.3, the one he's always 105. on? 105.3, the fan in the Metroplex. Jerry asked about Dak's availability this week. Here's what he said. Based on what you saw yesterday, uh, that was uh, very encouraging. Uh, but uh, those things have to be monitored. We've got a solid week, which is great uh, for, to uh, monitor that. I'm, uh, I feel very good about where Dak is right now. Are you more or less concerned about this injury than you were with the shoulder uh, during camp? Much less. Much less. Not even in the same, uh, not even in my thought uh, process of uh, things to worry about. Uh, so, uh, uh, again, comparing the two, I wouldn't compare the two. One is uh, much less uh, sensitive to me. I'm talking the calves and the soul. So, okay. There you go. Okay. We're monitoring. Monitoring. Now, last time we talked about this, we're like, yeah, kind of like that second MRI, just precautionary MRI, and we're like, you know. Talking to baseball teams. Talking to baseball teams about his throwing arm, and, you know, Zeke came on and before Monday Night Football, uh, before Thursday Night Football week one, and he said it was a lat, it was a back muscle. A back muscle. Yeah, and it was like, there, oh, what's back? going on? And then all of a sudden, Dak is an MVP candidate because it just doesn't, amazing. it looks amazing. Yeah, so we got to temper, but it's we're monitoring. Monitoring. So, you know who's monitoring? T.J. Jefferson, rest of Cowboys Nation. You're mm-hmm. monitoring. The yeah, Joneses yeah. are monitoring. Um, you're lighting a candle, literally, in the studio. You got one? Yeah, okay. You go. You're lighting a candle. Maybe we should have that, the Dak calf candle for the week. You're lighting a candle. Mm-hmm. You know who's else lighting a candle? Uh, NBC Sports is lighting a candle. Because <laughs> you can't flex out a Cooper Rush last minute. <laughs> That's true. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't have Dallas come off a bye week with Cooper Rush, your starting quarterback, because calf muscle by Dak. Is that the is that the uh, is that the 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 scent of your candle? Calf muscle by Dak. I mean, is that what that is? But now I think it might. Smells like calf's uh, uh, Dak's calf. Just sort of like Gwyneth Paltrow made that one. Hey oh, easy, easy. No, I mean just she's about making sense of. Hey Okay, so. We'll be all right. It's, it'll be fun. Dude, it'll be it's fun. just a fresh reminder of what are we doing behind Dak here, man? Yeah. All we got to look is the Jets. Look at the Jets. We got we got Zach Wilson. All right. He's never started a game before. He's a rookie, fresh-faced, stiffler out of BYU, and he's coming. And then all of a sudden, Makai Becton, his number one protector, goes down. We don't have him anymore. And just a few short weeks later... All Jet fans are learning, oh, that's right. We don't have another guy who started a game before behind him. So let's go get Mike White all up to speed. And uh, because we're, we're concerned about our depth, let's go flip a conditional sixth-round pick that could be a fifth, by the way, in next year's draft. And we know fifth and sixth rounders turn into some pretty good players, yeah, potentially. Starters. You're burning one of those to go get Joe Flacco. <laughs> As just in case, breaking the glass emergency of Joe Flacco. Let's get him back in New York. And he's part of the reason why Zach's there because, you know, he couldn't win enough football games last year. Over under on Flacco starts for the Jets, 0.5. Zero. He should start zero games for the Jets. He should, but will he? Well, what if Mike White gets lit up this week and then, stinks? Then, then Flacco's going to start, which is why they got him. Flacco's going to cost you draft slots. 
He already has. Because he's going to win games. But he already has. They gave up an actual draft choice for Joe Flacco. If somebody had said to me at the beginning of the season that Zach Wilson would be hurt in the season-sweeping loss to New England in New England with the Patriots putting up the first 50-burger on the Jets since the Rich Kotite era and then would be forced to use an actual draft choice in next year's draft to go get Joe Flacco. And then I would be more than happy to welcome in the person who hurt Zach Wilson on the next edition of the Rich Eisen Show, as we will with Matt Judon tomorrow. I would have said, you're punking me. And I tweeted that out yesterday, and the number of people that are like, well, Rich, Jet's gonna jet. Why wouldn't you think that? Because the Jets shouldn't have to reach out to Joe Flacco and use a draft choice. They shouldn't give up 50 to New England. They shouldn't lose both games to New England with them starting a rookie quarterback. That's why. And other teams, Bengals going to Bengal. Guess what? They're number one overall. Cardinals going to Cardinals. Guess what? They're number one overall in their conference. Mm -hmm. Lions going to Lions. Yeah, but guess what they're doing? Battling it out. They play hard. They're yeah. they're they're pulling fake punts and onside kicks out of their <laughs> orify, uh -oh. biting off kneecaps, <laughs> staying in games against Green Bay on national television, and almost beating the, beating the Ravens beating the and giving the Rams all they can handle. They're not giving up fifty. And losing to their blood sport rivals without even a chance of winning with them starting a rookie quarterback, too. How did I get on this subject? I was supposed to be trolling him about Dax Cat. I know. Then I started <laughs> trolling you about Flacco. That's, That's what you get. You know what I mean? Tried to, tried to play me. You played yourself, you see. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also wanted to address the latest news that the Jets have Joe Flacco back. And, yeah. and you asked me if he's going to start a game. The answer is he should not. Right, but... He should not. As Mike White gets the start against the top-seeded Bengals, and then next up, let me just get through this so I don't have to talk about it for the rest of the week. I feel like Mike Tomlin with this rumor. <laughs> you know, put it to bed. Oh, gosh, then it's a short week uh, against the Colts, who are only playing lights out, and then home for the Bills. Good God. And then the Dolphins come in, and, um, and then... Deshaun Watson will win that one, and then uh, at the Texans, <laughs> when I'm sure, Watson, I'm sure, I'm um, sure, I'm sure, Terod Taylor will be back, and they'll be on the straight and narrow. Maybe Zach can return, because that will be the best thing for the Jets. Meanwhile, let's keep monitoring Dak's uh, calf muscles, shall we? No doubt. You're right, though, Damn man. act together. Thank you. <laughs> he goes down and Cooper rushes our backup. I'd rather have Nick Foles, to be honest with you. That would at least make me Dude, feel well, like... Nick Foles would be sort of the Dalton version of last year. Yeah, I'll take that. Well, Dalton this year would have been much better. I'll be honest. Last year, we problem. all know the yeah. offensive line was totally banged up. The whole up. team was banged. Correct. You know? So, yeah, you're right. Cooper rush, man. Maybe Kellen Moore will just say, screw it, I'll suit up.
I'll Remember, do it. <laughs> Kellen Moore was going to be the starter. I know. The year Dak got drafted and Kellen Moore got hurt and then Dak came in against the Rams in the preseason game right. and made everybody go, oh. And now Kellen Moore might take the job Mike Tomlin doesn't want. No, let me explain something to you guys. <laughs> Kellen Moore is never leaving Jerry World. Way, way to I'm, save uh, that troll job for TJ. Yeah. That was nice. Not, well, not, not, not never, but he's not going anywhere. N- never say never, but never? Is that what you're saying? But I'm just saying. Jerry's not letting it. People, Tony Rome every week is like, Kellen Moore's going to be the next to get a head coaching job. Kellen Moore, Jerry's going to give him a check. He's not, you know how this is going to go. He's how is gonna, it going to go? He's not going to let Kellen Moore leave. Kellen Moore should be your head coach now. He probably will in like two seasons, but I'm telling you, that guy's not going anywhere. But Mike McCarthy's your head coach. Yeah, for now and probably next year and then the following year. But three years down the line? Yeah, wait till you lose. What if he wins a Super Bowl? Like you want you want him to. He's not going anywhere if he wins a Super Bowl. That would be number two for him. He'd be in line for like Hall of Fame considerations. And then we'll win back to back and then then he'll probably ride up. Regardless, Kellen Moore's still there. If Kellen Moore is the head coach there, that means you're not getting the Super Bowls that you're hoping for starting with this year. Nah, that's not necessarily true. What are you talking about? What I said three, Mike McCarthy, Mike I said three years get... from now. I didn't say this year or next year. I said three years from now. Same thing happened with Sean Payton. By Remember way, you know Sean what... Payton when Parcells was there and everybody thought that Payton's going to be the guy and then the Saints. Yeah, but he was under contract with the Saints. They weren't going to let him walk. Dallas would have to give up no, all no, sorts of compensation. No, and then he went. The, oh, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. And now you see Sean Payton's become one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yes. I, they I let that, that one get away. He I, won't, you're saying Kellen Moore is like Sean Payton. I'm right? not saying that. But what the are way, you saying? I'm saying the way that this guy has this offense looking, I am i don't want Kellen Moore to go anywhere for a while. Okay. So. This has been a great chat for two reasons. One, it's the mind of a Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> I want to win now, but I don't want my coach to win later. That no, I don't. okay. That's, that's what I just heard. I, I want my coach to win not, now, but I don't, I don't, don't want him winning later. I was Mike I Del Tufo. Was okay, that's what he said. I don't want my coach to win now because I want the op, the, the offensive coordinator to win later, nah, which won't so. happen if my coach wins now. You know, we Makes can review no the sense. tape. Right? And the other best part about this is I have not, for the last three minutes, said the words Joe Flacco into this microphone, which has been just very <laughs> relaxing for me. Let's take a break, Patrick Mahomes, when we come back. Flacco season. Patrick Mahomes season is what it is. Okay? The Patrol. When we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, It's been a while since we've had this man on, um, and there's lots to talk about with him as his Chiefs are under 500 for a third time this year, trying to get back to 500 for a third time this year. they got to wait all the way to Monday Night Football to do it. I will be hosting the pregame and halftime of Giants at Chiefs featuring this man on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing good. How are you? How you been? I am good. Yeah, normally that, that's just a, a way I start uh, conversations. How you doing? But this is a like, legitimate question. How are you doing, Patrick? I, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, uh, coming off a tough loss there in Tennessee, but uh, excited for the challenge of getting to play on Monday Night Football. So, uh, uh, physically, I'm doing good, and I'm, I'm excited to get back after it this week. Okay, yeah, because I'll be honest with you, I, I, I actually, you know, um, got off the couch when I saw the hit that you took. Like, I legitimately stood up concerned for your well-being. How is that like? Have you watched that back on film yet? Patrick? Yeah, I saw it on film. It definitely looked pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it it kind of just kind of shocked me there for a second. But uh, I felt I felt fine the whole entire time. I kind of just want to take my time getting to the sideline. And yeah. uh, trust me, they put me through about a million protocols already. So uh, everything's good to go, and I'm ready to get back after. No, I'm just wondering what it's like to watch that back for yourself. That, that would be disturbing to me what i'm saying you know what I mean? oh no yeah it was uh it, it didn't look great i think my mom was more worried than anybody <laughs> okay so once you text your mom everything's all good and now you're ready for the giants uh so patrick i'll just jump right into it um what i'll just give you the floor on what do you think is uh wrong with the team right now and the fact that we're not used to seeing you guys play the way that you've played through the first seven weeks of this season yeah, I mean, to me, I don't know if it's necessarily wrong, but I think it's just execution. I mean, uh, I believe that we have the guys, we have the players, we have the coaches um, to do whatever we really want. Um, but um, I think it's how we execute. And in the NFL, if you don't execute, uh, you lose football games. Um, and uh, you've seen that from us when we play good. Um, I, I think we can play uh, with anybody. Um, but uh, – when we when we don't execute and when we and we don't have uh, great games and and we don't play to the way that our uh, that we've been coached and to our ability, uh, we lose. Um, and uh, you've seen that over this season is we've had highs but we've had lows. Um, and so um, it's how we correct those, how we get better. And I'm excited just to kind of get back after it. How do you approach it? I mean, it, you, you're you're going through easily the longest stretch of adversity of your professional playing career uh how are you handling the first sort of long stretch of what did you say flowers roses there, there's no flowers and roses and what did you say this past yeah week? yeah no it was uh yeah I, I have to you have to respond to it i think that's the biggest thing if you look at all the um the great teams um they always have dealt with uh spurts of adversity um we're definitely dealing with one that's longer than than we wanted uh something that we didn't expect 
but how are we going to respond? How are we going to be better? Um, be better because of it. Um, I think is as huge and, uh, um, we get a great chance on Monday night, um, to really show that we can get this thing back on track against a really good football team. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think the guys in this locker room are excited for the challenge. And hopefully when we look back on this, uh, this spurt of adversity that we have, we can show that that was the reason why we became the team that we wanted to become. Patrick Mahomes here on the Rich Eisen show in advance of Monday night football between the chiefs and the Giants that comes up in just a, a matter of days. So um, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw a couple um, uh, theories out there that is being bandied about in the NFL media world that may or may not have uh, passed your ear gate, to use a Michael Irvin phrase that I pick up on game day morning. Uh, let's see if, if there's any legitimacy to it. Uh, the fact that you're three and four is uh, ascribed to perhaps you've been figured out offensively by the rest of the league. How do you respond to that, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like we, we we still done a lot of great things offensively. Uh, we obviously didn't have the game that we wanted to have this last week. Um, but uh, I think if we get these guys, get get the things rolling and we execute and we cut the turnovers out, I think this offense can still be uh, pretty special, especially when you have Coach Reed, uh, Coach Reed coaching it. I don't think he's been figured out too many times. Another one is that you're trying personally to do too much, that whatever is – uh, whatever adversity is hitting your team, um, maybe defensively or elsewhere on the field, you personally, Patrick Mahomes, are trying to get that 19-point touchdown or something like that. How do you? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. It's nothing to do. I think there is moments where I am trying to do too much, but I think it's nothing to do with any other guys on the on the team, uh, offense, defense, or special teams. I think it's just me wanting to win. I mean, I, I want to win, I think, more than pretty much everybody, and I, I try to do whatever I can to put our team in the best positions to win. But there's times where, I, where the way that I've done, the turnovers that I've created, uh, the fumbles, the, the interceptions, have, have hurt the team in, a, in a, more than I, a way that I didn't in, intend to happen. So uh, me kind of getting back to my fundamentals I think will be extremely important um, for us to have success this season. Do you beat yourself up mentally when, those, when that happens? What, what's your, what, what goes between your temples, Patrick, if you don't mind me prying? On that. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely disappointed uh, after the moment uh, it happens in the game, but I think I, I have the mindset of kind of just watching it and moving on to the next play. Um, I'll, I'll never be discouraged by uh, uh, turnovers or anything like that as long as I can find a way to make them better and find a way to win the football games. Um, so obviously after the games like last this last one and we lost, I'm definitely – uh, upset after the game, but uh, we're already back at it now. I mean, we're back at it trying to find a way to beat the beat the New York Giants, um, and we know it's going to take our best effort, and I can't dwell on losing to the Tennessee Titans. i got to kind of focus on the next week um, of playing the New York Giants. Okay, um, and then the last theory, Patrick Mahomes, is that after two years of AFC championship uh, winning football, including one year where you win the Super Bowl, all those long seasons and now the target on your back keeps getting hung every week after week. Everybody's giving you their best shots that there's a Super Bowl or uh, long-term hangover that's finally hanging over this team. What do you think about that one? Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I don't even really know what that means. Uh, I mean, if you, whenever you're in the Super Bowl, uh, you want to get back. I mean, that, winning one and, and losing one, I mean, I think losing one maybe even more, that you want to find a way to get back to that game. Um we, we've kind of had that target on our back for the last couple of years now. And I, I, I mean, to me, it, it's a great thing to have. You get the best shot from every single team, um, so you get to see really where you're at every single week. Um, and it prepares you for the runs uh, in, in the playoffs, or it prepare, prepares you for the runs at the end of the season. 
Um, and so uh, I'm excited for the challenge. I mean, when you look back at some of the great moments in, of great teams, they've went through adversity. And so uh, I'm excited for the challenge of it to try to see how we respond and see if we can make this a memorable season that uh, a lot of people will get to talk about, about how we didn't start the way we wanted to and we kind of became who we wanted to become. Best uh, – a couple minutes left here with Patrick Mahomes here on the Rich Eisen Show. If you could wave a wand, Patrick, I make you commissioner of the NFL. What, what change do you make? What do you do? I could wave a wand. Ooh, I, I don't even know. Uh, what do you think? Rule change? You got a rule change that you don't like? What do you think? Uh, I would say uh, if I had to make a rule change, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe give us another bye week or something like that. I think the guys <laughs> would like that. Okay. An extra bye week off. Is that uh, a new father talking? Is that uh, what that's about <laughs> yeah, right there? That might, that might be. Might, might be getting a little older now. I understand how it's, uh, the <laughs> yes. takes on your body or something yes. like that. But uh, uh, talking to some of these vet guys, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Okay. How is fatherhood treating you? I've never been able to ask you that question because I haven't spoken to you since you've had your, your baby girl. Uh, how's father, how are you balancing fatherhood and professional football and everything else in your life? Yeah, it's, it's been amazing, honestly, uh, to be able to go home um, and, and, and see that little girl every single day. I mean, it, it, it truly is a, an awesome feeling. And uh, we're almost crawling now. We've gotten teeth. Okay. Uh, she's saying, uh-uh, which to me, uh, it's like really close to dada. Okay. But uh, Brittany says it's really close to mama. So uh, we're, we're, we're kind of battling that one out, too. I'm saying dada in every third third word of my sentences. Is that right? <clears throat> Is, how's, your ca- how's your cadence on that? You get, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I've kind of figured it out. You know, I'm, I'm getting it to just enough where it kind of just sits there just so when she says it, I, I, I have that satisfaction. Okay, very good. Uh, at least as long as she's not saying uh-uh for, to say Andy first, right? That that would be. <laughs> no, no, hopefully not. Then hopefully not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we're working on it. We're getting there. It's, it's close. We've got to. You got to get it there. Okay, cool. Um, and then last one for you, Patrick. I don't know if you're if you saw this um, with uh, with Tom Brady, his 600th career touchdown pass was given away by his receiver to a fan. Did you see that one this past weekend? I did see that. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, it's amazing to even get to 600 touchdowns. First off, yes. you can't get past that. I mean. Uh, you got to play for a long time and have a lot of success. And uh, he, he for sure is the definition of that. And uh, I mean, Mike Mike Evans, you know, that's his signature thing, giving out the, the yes. football. I, the fan got pretty, got some pretty good gifts, I would say, in return. Yes. Um, did you hear that Tom gave him a Bitcoin? Did you hear that one, Patrick? I, I saw it last night on the Manning cast a little yep. bit. I saw them talking. I saw that uh, it came out with that he got a Bitcoin. I, 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 Tom's handing him out. I'll take one too. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, I'm imagining. Uh, um, that by the time, knock on wood, you have an opportunity to knock on that 600 touchdown, a uh, career passing uh, touchdown door, Bitcoin's going to be more than 70 grand, I think, right? So, oh, that's the hope, you know. Uh, I, I hope, luckily, my friends got me in a little bit earlier, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that it, it, it rises up there to, you know, like 150, 200. At yeah, that point. that's what I'm saying is that maybe you get one now, just in case a receiver who's currently maybe not yet born. Uh, hands that touchdown pass away to a fan sitting in the front row in Arrowhead or something like that, so you could get that out of the way now. Yeah, actually, I actually told Chad Henney his son his son's a quarterback, so mm-hmm. um, maybe when when he's up there playing with me, yep. um, and uh, we have a reverse double quarterback pass, and I throw it to him, I like he, it. He can uh, I'll, I'll get something that that he can give away for it. I like it, Patrick. See, that's what you're looking over the steering wheel, and you're very positive, as I've as we've heard throughout this entire interview. And I guess that's the way I want to I want to wrap it up. Is how how come you're so positive? What what message do you want to give to Chiefs fans who are I think you're aware freaking out right now with your team 
being where yeah, they are. Yeah, no, I think um, what, what my message I have is we have the people. We have the players. We understand what it takes, and it's about us putting in the work every single day. Um, I think uh, when you have guys like this, leaders that have been a part of this culture for for this long now, we're going to leave everything we have in that field every single Sunday or Monday this week. Um, and uh, I think we're going to right the ship and uh, get back to the Kansas City Chiefs football everybody's accustomed to. Patrick, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Let's do this uh, more often. We'll chat down the line. Much appreciated, as I said. I, I appreciate you as well, and congrats on the St. Jude's thing, man. That's oh, amazing. thank you, Patrick. I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, um, I'm just trying to keep up with uh, you and Kelsey and the rest of the team with, uh, with trying to be good in the community. You know what I mean? Just trying to be doing yeah, my part. Sure. That's what it's all about. Thanks, Patrick. You take care. That's Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What would you think of his answers, Christopher? I think it's uh, probably about what I expected. He but, thinks they're going to work it out, and I think a lot of people believe that. See, the, 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 the problem that fans have with answers like the ones that he gave, um, and sometimes I have that issue when, when Mariucci gives that as an, as an analysis on game day morning as I'm sitting there, and I'll always follow up with him, and he knows the follow-up questions is going to be, sure. is just do what you do, just do it better. Execute better. And right. fans are like, well, you know, if you if 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 that's all it takes, then why are you not executing well? Give me an answer. Give me a reason. What is it? Is, is this hurt? Is that hurt? Somebody pissed off in the locker room. Something happening like we don't know about. And the answer is, it's just a general maybe malaise that just sometimes hits and happens. Just do what you do. Just do it better. His answer is, we got the same guys in the locker room that 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 I believe in, which is why. You, how many times have you asked me, are the Chiefs out of that? How many overreaction Mondays have well, you put we've in? We've done two weeks in Okay, a row. which, is, which yeah. is Chiefs are done, they're out, they're finished. Yeah. They're not going to make well, the that's playoffs. That's what the overreaction is. I just can't is. say it. I won't say it because it's still And him. also, like, Patrick's not going to come on here and throw his defense no, under the bus, even no. though he'd be kind of right to do so because they've been historically awful. And now it's all on him and the offense to kind of keep pace with the teams they're playing. He's not going to do that. No, and I, I understand that, and that's not what I'm asking him to do or 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 talk about. To be honest with you, I, I just want to know it's something specific yeah. that they've addressed that can be turned around. Which obviously he won't say publicly either because he wants to make sure the Giants don't know about it. Also, but that's why fans might get frustrated. Like, what do you mean? It you just do it better. That's what that's the general sense of coaches and players in this league. That's what they all believe. Yeah. And some teams actually do it. I just love how he, he he's viewing it in the same way that I view things through storylines also. They'll just come on, like he'll do his uh, America's game for the Super Bowl championship for Super Bowl 56, and they'll talk about those crazy first seven weeks. Sure, sure. As yeah, he's right, perhaps. like every team always has a speed bump. Their speed bump is now turning into a speed trough mm-hmm. is the issue. And... How can you not look at Kelsey and Hill and now Josh Gordon coming in and the rest of that team and think, we don't have the right guys here? That up front, they're just not winning the game on the line either, both yeah, defensively is- and offensively. Up front is where you win most football games, yeah. and they're not, they didn't protect him, and, and they're not getting after the quarterback either. What, just seven sacks for them all year or something like that? And you mentioned the – 
the line, right? So that was the big story of the offseason. They retooled this whole offensive line right. because they didn't want a repeat of the Super Bowl. Right. And if you look at their deep playoff runs the last couple of years, they were able to get home with four on the defensive front and create that pressure. They're not doing that. And so now Patrick feels like he has to do a little bit more, and that's why we're seeing That's nine, why I asked him, do you feel like are you're yeah, doing too much? Nine interceptions this year, tied for the NFL lead. The last two seasons, six, five, 12 for a whole year. He has nine through seven weeks. And anybody out there thinking the Giants are a get-right game, ask the Saints and Panthers how they feel. Giants I mean, can, the Giants The Giants would be flat out in the NFC South mix right now. Giants can get you, man. They got the Saints, they got the Panthers. Yeah. I saw you chuckle during uh, one of his answers. Yeah, you know, when you asked him um, if the league had figured him out, and he was like, yeah, I mean, uh, like, he's like, come on, bro. No, <laughs> the league hasn't figured me out yet. No. And he's probably going to go throw for like 350 and four touchdowns. Maybe, week. but they also might lose because he's been doing that and they've still been losing. Because they've been turning it over. They've been turning it over and giving short fields to their defense. And- also, Chris, not to interrupt. Also, Rich, I, wanna, I know you don't like when we do this, but I want to give you a little props, Rich, because coming off of the game that they had and what he went through, I wasn't fully convinced that this interview was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, a lot of times you get the PR people be like, oh, well, Patrick can't make it. And I think it's a testament to you because well, he wouldn't have gone on a lot of other shows. I, I promise that. you that. And well, so, I mean, big ups to you is all I'm saying for getting Mahomes. I appreciate because- you saying that. Also, uh, and I, I appreciate him because so many quarterbacks like get me after a win. Yeah. Right. Do you know how many quarterbacks yeah. will say, get me? I, I've, we've heard that a lot. Yeah. And like I said, they I don't want to come on after an L. I didn't want to be the guy sitting here all morning like you're like. Mahomes is coming up, and I'm like, is he really? Like, I, was, I was a little nervous. <laughs> also got Mahomes after an L and got him after a really scary injury yeah, so. that caused him to miss the rest of that yeah. game. So pretty no, big. I appreciate you saying that. Very, yeah. very and I know Stone Street appreciates it. So, Well, Stone Street wants to see more Ws. <laughs> All of Chiefs Kingdom wants it. Well, I mean, but Eric can just call up his fellow owner or minority owner well, of the Kansas true. City Royals and say, what's up? Good point. I don't think Eric. I think Eric probably knows more than all of us put together in this room about what's going on with the Chiefs. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right, let's take a break here. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the show. The Manning Cast once again given a lot of co- topics of conversation. We'll hit a couple of them when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Earmuffs, everybody. Earmuffs. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We just um, uh, showed everybody, in case anybody had missed it, I got, got surprised with the award that Patrick Mahomes was kind enough to mention, the uh, Ambassador of the Year Award that St. Jude surprised me with on game day morning on on Sunday on live TV. And uh, I didn't tell you guys the story about this because I had no idea it was coming. None. I had no idea that St. Jude had me on a radar screen for anything other than just, you know, getting ready for next year's fundraiser, which we're going to do again. And um, it was the first hour of game day morning. And, you know, waking up on a Sunday morning is 
a little bit sometimes difficult. Yeah. And it was one of those alarms that went off with a deep sleep for me. <laughs> so um, I needed a second cup of coffee. Oh. And in the segment before, where, you know, where, that this was happening, I left the set to go get another cup of coffee. And, you know, it was mere seconds to return. And they're like running down the hallway to get me because I thought I wasn't on the air because it was a, a segment that involved Nariuchi. That was what was in the rundown. That's why, you know, Mariucci started a segment saying you thought it was for my charity work. So they're all like, come on back in here. And I got thrown in there. And if anybody watches the, the entire segment back, Mariucci says, thanks for being here. That's how he started. <laughs> because I was, I'm never late on the set ever. Right. And they were all like freaking out. Where is he? Like this was a moment that I was told had been two months in the making. Wow. Like they reached out to NFL Network two months ago, and normally this would have been awarded at some sort of FET in Nashville, in Tennessee, but because of COVID and all the restrictions, they're just reopening the, the campus. And it was just, uh, I'm still blown away by it. I get really emotional just seeing the videos, the video that we just showed for those who might just be joining us, that there's a, a, a couple of the, the kids who were, you know, at the Combine, in Indianapolis, the last times we did it there, uh, Bailey and Vaughn, mm -hmm. and now you're seeing they're they're better. I mean, Bailey's like a grown man. Yeah, and yeah, when he popped up, I was yeah. like, and he was a shy boy that needed help, you know, assistance walking when he was at the combine, and now it looks like he's ready to drive and go to the prom, and that's <laughs> what this is about, right? Yeah. This is what it's about. It's about the kids getting better, and you know, I guess. In in um, honor of this award, please give to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital because just to remind everyone again, um, and it bears reminding, that those who go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital are frequently out of options. They're out of options. They're like, St. Jude might have the cure that you're looking for that you know we, we don't either have the ability to, to, to seek or find or execute, you got to go to St. Jude. And that is just a very, I can't imagine what that must feel like for those parents, for those kids to get that call. And the number of times I hear the stories start with, yeah, my, my, my son just suddenly woke up and just couldn't figure out how to move his left leg. Or yeah, my daughter woke up and just, kind of felt a little bit off and we just thought it was nothing and then they are told by a doctor yeah you got to go to St. Jude like right now and it's just jarring and the one thing that I'm sure in this day and age people are wondering when they get this conversation started that they never thought they would ever have to have it's like how are we going to pay for it how can we afford this I work how can I move to Tennessee how can what, what? and the answer is St. Jude pays for everything they pay for everything. They pay for the transportation. They pay for the lodging. They pay for the food. And, of course, the medical care. And the paying for everything takes the burden off of the family. And it allows the family to focus on the most important thing, which is the love for the child and the health care for the child. And that's mirrored by the care that they get at St. Jude. Every penny goes towards that 
So it's an honor to be called an ambassador for an organization like this and for a cause as important as this. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, man. Much deserved. Much deserved. Oof. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Um, let's take this phone call and clear the decks for Mike Florio joining us in hour number three to talk about everything going on in the NFL world with the trade deadline approaching. Uh, Nigel in Baltimore, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nigel? Hey, how you doing, Rich? Big fan. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. What's on hey, your mind? Man, I just want to tell you that I just love the fact that, you know, you guys showed my Titans the proper love that okay. we rightfully deserve. <laughs> You know, everybody else, whenever we win, everybody always talks about what the other team didn't do, but you guys give us our respect. And, you know, I, I heard your little Jets rant yesterday. <laughs> You're not so little, and, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You know, once upon a time, people used to say the Titans were going to tighten. And look where my boys right. are at now. No, I agree. I agree. that that, that And that's why I don't want to hear Jets are going to Jet, Browns are going to Browns, or, or Bengals going to Bengal. Look at them right now. Um, and, you know, we haven't had a losing record in six years. You know how great that feels? Well, I mean, and, and what they're doing is they are getting better and beating people up now. And part of the reason why is you've got a bona fide MVP candidate and future Hall of Famer the way that he's playing. Uh, yes. I, I, he is a unicorn. And now you've got. Julio Jones, another future ballot for, you know, future Hall of Famer there. And defensively, you just got to go hunt. And they hunted this past week. Just keep on following it up. And and part of the reason why I, I give the Titans props is not only because they deserve it, but now uh, our fortunes are, are intertwined, uh, the Titans and the Rich Eisen Show, because – Ever since we named Derrick Henry the diminisher, all he's done is, well, mostly the same thing as what he was doing before nicknamed the diminisher. But but he said when we nicknamed him the diminisher, he said, now I got to go back it up, right? Back it now up, I got to go back it up. And a three touchdowns. do that next game? Three touchdowns, 156 yes, yards from scrimmage. And what about the next game? Touchdown pass. Mm. Touchdown pass. He's even diminishing secondaries with his arm. <laughs> I mean, they were on the you goal know, line. I just want to say this, Rich. Uh, two years ago, I, I'm from Baltimore, and, you know, people think Cowboys fans are the worst. you got to get a hold of Ravens fans. they got a thing called Purple Friday. Okay. Ravens fans are the worst. All non-Ravens well, fans, we all team up together. Come on, Nigel. It, Nigel, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I know you're there in Charm City. They 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 had their they had their franchise taken from them. You got to give them, you got to give them a little bit of a break. Man. My dad's a Browns fan, so I was not allowed to mourn. Uh, <laughs> I guess they did repay the favor to Cleveland. Uh, but uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Nigel. Nigel. There you go. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, Ravens fans were like, we we just lost the Colts, you know, on um, with moving vans. That's funny. You know, and then they get a franchise back. I don't, you know, Ravens fans are the worst. I don't think you can put them in even in the top ten of the worst. For well, NFL fans? Yeah. But, but we don't live in that area either, I'm sure. Well, I mean, he's sitting there. He's a Titan fan sitting in Baltimore. I mean, that's kind of yeah, odd. It's probably pretty awful for him. Well, know? Titans and Ravens too, man. Back yeah. in the day when they used to be well, in the same yeah. division. Ed and Ray. Ed and Ray. Ahead. Ray and Ed. I mean, that was the McNair. McNair, man. And then McNair played for them too. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got to understand the history there. There is a, a long ago 
pre-AFC North, right. AFC South, you know, I mean, AFC one, Central tradition with those number teams. Number one's the Cowboys fans, though, right? There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Just so we're clear. I mean, come right. on. And then, oh. and then in second place is you. Uh, yeah. Patriot fans? I don't think they are. Thank what? you, Mike. No. I thought I of all the people Patriots. that would back no. my play. I'm going to tell you why. Thank you, Mike. There's a lot. I got more teams ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. That's why. We could talk. No. They're I'm not, not number two because I'm, there's a lot of other number two. <laughs> I, got, uh, I know. We're, we're, we're counting down. And Mike Fleury is joining us next. 